Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. It's great to have you with me on the program today as we continue on with part three of our series on Jesus, the demonic, and evangelism. Um, if you've missed the first two parts of the series, I'd really, really highly encourage that you listen to part one and part two before listening to this part. And as always, as we continue the series, um, please do reach out to us at redeemingthelost.icloud.com. We'd love to hear what the Lord's doing in your life, and we'd love to hear how we can specifically be praying for you. Um, as we are here in North Carolina, and there are several people around the world listening, um, uh, let us know how we can be a particular ministry to you, wherever you happen to be in this world. And as we continue on with this series, um, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians today, 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, starting in verse 3. We're going to read verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. If our gospel be hid... Um, and the gospel being very, very simply the good news that Jesus Christ died in the place of sinners past, present, and future. He became our sin. He died an atoning death. He has satisfied the wrath of God, and, and he has risen again, and he is alive today. That is the gospel, folks. And why is it such good news? Uh, because uh, Jesus saves us uh, from the wrath of God, and he doesn't stop there. Hallelujah and amen. Um, Jesus saves us from hell, and so if you are in Christ, you are saved from the wrath of God. You are saved from all condemnation by God and from God. You, there, there's nobody that can t condemn you, and we talked about that last program. There is no condemnation uh, coming to you from God if you are in Jesus Christ. And uh, also, there's no condemnation that men, women, children, or devils can throw at you that can stick to you. And because you are under the blood of Jesus Christ, you are in Christ, Christ is in you, you are born again, and you're a new creature. Um, so Jesus saves us from hell, and we have eternal life in Christ, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit of God 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no matter where you are, when you are, what language you're speaking, what your cultural background is, if you are in Christ, you are born again, you are redeemed, you are justified, um, you are the spirit of uh, the spirit of the Lord dwells within you, and uh, we have all these spiritual gifts. We've got joy, we've got hope, we've got peace, we've got wisdom, we've got faith. We've got long-suffering, we've got temperance, we've got spiritual gifts, we've got the fruits of the Spirit, and things are great, and things are glorious, and Jesus has given us abundant life. That is the good news of the gospel, folks. Uh, but you can condense it down to the fact uh, that Jesus has died, and that Jesus is risen again, and that Jesus' death was an atoning death once and for all, satisfying the wrath of God upon sinners everywhere. And so whosoever puts their faith in Jesus Christ, whosoever believes into Jesus Christ, whosoever believes on him, uh, the Lord shall save, and the Lord shall make new, and the Lord does a miracle in life, and that does a miracle in that person. We also touched upon that briefly in the last program. Uh, but this is talking, this is Paul writing um, a second letter uh, to the church at Corinth, and this is just a teeny tiny part of it, but it is really, really important 
uh, to, um, you know, Jesus to demonic and evangelism. Because this talks about the gospel being hid. This talks about the good news being hid. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And so we're, we're just going to go through these two verses really, really slowly today. Who are the lost? So we've talked about what is the gospel. And, and now uh, the, the word is talking about if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Um, the lost are people, uh, they're not in Jesus, they're not Christians, they're not born again, uh, they're not saved, uh, no matter what terminology you want to put on it, they're not in Christ. Uh, they do not believe, uh, they, they, may, uh, they, they don't have a saving faith in Jesus Christ, they're not born again, uh, they are yet in their sins, and uh, they are people who are currently living in a constant state of death and destruction with further death and destruction ahead. Uh, they are experiencing the wages of sin on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-to-minute -minute basis. Uh, they are experiencing the death that comes about from sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's over in the book of Romans. But the wages of sin, the consequences of sin, they are experiencing that. Um, uh, no matter what particular sin that is coming out of them at that moment, uh, they are experiencing the death and the destruction and, um, and sort of a slow march into, um, into a very, very real place called hell. That's why I said there's further death and there's further destruction ahead. And so they're constantly in bondage to their sin. They're constantly dealing with the consequences and the results of their sin. And, um, and, it, and it always seems to be going, sort of compounding and building upon itself. And the weight of those consequences is getting heavier and heavier and heavier the older this person gets. Um, they, um, and, and it's sort of this constant slow state of death and destruction and decay and, um, you know, things never being as good as they used to be and that sort of thing. Uh, that's sort of a very, very surfacey example of it, but... Um, uh, but, you know, long story short, sin is just coming out of these people constantly, and it's, and it's destroying them um, in very, very surface-level ways and in very, very deep spiritual ways as well. There's a spiritual death that is going on. Um, they're, they're referred to as lost. Um, you know, hallelujah and amen, Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Why are they lost? Uh, simply because we are born in sin. We are born spiritually dead. Um, uh, you know, again, we all go back to Adam, and that was also in the last podcast. That's why I said listen to the last two before you listen to this one. Amen. Um, but we, we go back to Adam, and when Adam fell, we were in Adam, and we died, spiritually speaking, in Adam. Uh, we fell in Adam, and so we have this sin nature, and it constantly comes out. And so from God's perspective, we are lost. From God's perspective, um, there is not a, there, there's not a relationship there uh, the way that it used to be with Adam before the fall happened. There's not a full, unhindered, open, um, righteous, holy, good, pure relationship between God and man until people trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, until people are saved, until people are found, until people are born again, until the, until the precious blood of Jesus 
covers the sin until the precious blood of Jesus makes you perfectly righteous, perfectly holy, perfectly good in the sight of God, um, you are lost. You are yet in your sin. And so there, and so there's a relate. There's this. There's this goodness of God. Uh, as we said, Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which is lost. That is the goodness of God. That is the love of God. That is the mercy of God. That is the will of God. That Jesus Christ put himself in your place. Jesus Christ died your death. Uh, Jesus Christ took all the hell that you deserve so that your relationship with God could be restored to an unhindered state, to an unhindered, pure, holy state. To, uh, it's as if sin never happened. You know, when somebody trusts in Jesus Christ, there's a miracle that happens, the sin is forgiven, and in the eyes of God, it's like it never happened. Uh, he looks at you and he sees the goodness of Jesus Christ. That is God's will for the lost. He's not willing that any should perish. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Yet, if you perish, you perish because you do not put your faith in Jesus Christ. You perish because there, there's, this, there's this rejection of Jesus that happens from you to God. And so you reject Jesus and you remain in your sin. And, um, and, you know, long story short, that's who the lost are. Um, uh, they, uh, they're real people. Uh, they have names. They have lives. They have interests. They are human beings. And they are precious in the sight of God. Uh, the Lord loves the lost. Uh, the Lord laid his life down for the lost. Yes, the Lord has a wrath upon sin. Yes, he has a wrath upon sinner alike. Uh, yes, he is angry with the wicked every single day. And yet at the same time, the Lord Jesus Christ was born of a virgin in the middle of a fallen world. He had no sin of his own, and yet he became sin on the cross, and that was the will of God. That was the will of God. That, that God himself deal with the sin problem, that God himself do uh, what lost people cannot do for themselves, and that is clean themselves up in his sight. And that is deal with their own sin in his sight. So the Lord came in and, and, he, and, and he did something that will never be repeated. He imputed sin to his only begotten son. That's the gospel, folks. That, he, that Jesus became your sin and that he died for you in your place and that he is risen again. And that he stands ready to save you. It's a matter of faith. Do you believe him or do you believe the God of this world? Uh, now, who is that? Now, let's continue reading in 2 Corinthians. We'll start at verse 3 again. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, hid to them who are constantly living in a state of death and destruction, with further death and destruction ahead, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world, this is a reference to Satan himself. This is a reference to the demonic. This is a reference to Satan. Uh, the God of this world uh, means, the um, if you look at the original Greek, it's, uh, it's this sort of age, it's this sort of period of time that we're in. And the reality is that Satan does have um, an, a limited scope of authority 
in this time. Um, he has a limited reign in this time, and it is, and it is very limited. Um, it's not that he is greater than God. It's not that he is equal to God. Um, you know, what's going on here? Uh, you'll notice, uh, like, um, uh, during the, the time of the Gospels, when Jesus was at the Last Supper and Satan entered into Judas, um, Satan had a limited scope, a very limited scope of authority. And the demonic is active in our day. Now, the demonic is not infallible. The, the, the demonic is not the, the true power. They, uh, they haven't replaced God. They're not equal to God. And yet they are active this day. And this is a reference to, to one of their activities. Uh, one of their activities specifically against the lost. Um, uh, you will see this played out with people. I've seen this played out with people over 11 years um, in evangelistic ministry. Um, there's a blindness in the mind. Uh, this is a demonic action against the lost. This is an, an attack upon the lost that brings a blindness to the mind and it impairs the ability to discern the truth. It impairs the ability, it blunts the ability, it clouds the ability, it confuses the mind when it comes to Jesus Christ. It confuses the mind when it comes to the Lord. It confuses the mind when it comes to who is Jesus and who is Satan. It can, you know, who is the good guy, quote him, and I've heard it boiled down to those terms. Who is the oppressor? Who is the bad guy? Who is the, and, and who is the good guy? Um, and, you know, uh, and, and you hear people talk about Jesus being an oppressor, and you hear people talk about uh, ministers gaslighting people, and you hear people talk about, um, you know, just all this accusation and all this stuff. Uh, when the truth of the gospel is going forward, when the truth of the, and when God is moving on people and they're hearing people and they're hearing a, a message and they're, and, and the preaching is going forward and the teaching is going forward or the witnessing is going forward or, the, you know, just in general, evangelism is happening. The work of evangelism is being done. People are hearing the gospel and they respond with these accusations or they respond with, well, I don't understand that. I don't understand what you're saying. Um, how can I be a sinner? Uh, this is just who, who I am. Are you attacking me? Are you trying to gaslight me? Are you trying to manipulate me? Are you trying to do this? Are you trying to do that? Are you trying to get me to question reality? Are you trying to get me to uh, question my sense of self-worth? When That's not what it's about, folks. Uh, that is, um, you know, that, that's, that's just not what it's about. Uh, but the reality is, God is moving on people to reveal the truth. God is moving on people to reveal the fact that He is holy, the fact that He is good, the fact that He loves people, uh, the fact that, uh, that sin exists and that sin has been dealt with, and that there is a way to be saved, there is a way to be restored, there is a way to be healed, there is a way to be made new, there is a way to have joy and hope and peace and security, there is a way to have wisdom, there is a way to have just all the good things of God. And, 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 and the Lord is reaching people through the church, uh, the Father is drawing people to Jesus through the Spirit-filled church, and all of that good stuff is going on. And then all of a sudden, there's an attack. All of a sudden, 
uh, there's an attack on the mind of the person who is hearing this. All of a sudden, there's an attack, and the result is, um, I don't think that, I, I can't do that, that's, you know, that's a fairy tale, that's your version of truth, stop threatening me with your version of the truth, uh, stop, you know, and, 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 and it just goes to this accusation. But there's a blindness, and, and the point is that this blindness, um, which is demonic in nature, uh, it blinds people and it impairs people and it and it impairs the ability to perceive what is true and what is not true. And it skews people towards sin. It pushes people away from Jesus. It pushes people away from salvation. It pushes people away from, you know, bowing the knee and putting their faith in Jesus and being gloriously born again and being saved. Uh, but it is a demonic attack. Um, it's sort of like, a, you know, God is drawing somebody and then the demonic just sort of comes in and blindsides them and tackles them to the ground. Um, you know, just to put it in, you know, just sort of very, very generally and, you know, uh, you know, just uh, to put an image to it. But it's an attack on somebody uh, when they're hearing the gospel and when the Lord is drawing them. And, and it goes to just a number of different places. Sometimes I've seen people and they just get like this real heavy silence. And they don't say anything. And the eyes sort of glaze over. And it's like they're looking at you, but they're not really looking at you. Um, or, they, um, or they attack furniture. Or they um, uh, start accusing you. Or, they, you, know, or you know, just something happens. Uh, but the moment before that was going on, they were being drawn. The moment before that was going on, they were listening. Uh, the moment before that was going on, they were hearing and there was something going on in the heart and you can see it. And you can see it in folks. Uh, there was something real deep going on in the heart and then whoosh, they just sort of harden up. But it's a spiritual warfare. It's a, it's a very, very real warfare. And it's a very, very real tactic that the enemy uses today uh, to turn people away from Jesus and to sort of confuse the issue, um, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It's an attack, folks, and it's real. And, um, you know, so what is the ministry of the church in this? We need to continue to preach Jesus, just like we said last time. Uh, the Father is going to draw people to Jesus um, through the Spirit-filled church, through the foolishness of preaching, through the good work of evangelism as it is being carried out by spirit-filled people. Amen and hallelujah. We need to do that. And there also needs to be a very real intercessory prayer going on in the church. Um, very, very real, specific, uh, spirit-filled intercessory prayer um, going on for the lost. Um, against this sort of demonic attack uh, because it's a very, very real thing. And as we said last time, um, in America, um, it just seems to be growing in scope and growing in intensity and growing in depth these days. And so it's time uh, for the Spirit-filled Church to really, really rise up. It's time for Christians to rise up um, and rise up in prayer, rise up in intercession, and rise up in very, very Spirit-filled, real evangelism 
And, uh, and it's a precious thing, friend, um, whenever you do see a soul saved. And God still saves people today. Um, there's just a war, a very, very real spiritual warfare on for the souls of the men, women, and children around you as you're listening to this. And so it's a question of, um, is the church going to believe Jesus? Is the church going to stand in Jesus? Is the church going to continue to preach uh, the good news of the gospel to whosoever will hear? Because it's still true, friend, you know, whosoever will believe, um, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. Uh, friend, it's still real. Friend, it's still working. Friend, it's still happening in America today. Uh, because there is a measure of faith in everybody to believe unto salvation. And so the question, especially if you're lost today, if the Lord, if you've been listening to this and, um, and the Lord is just showing you that you are one of these lost people, um, friend, who are you going to believe? Will you believe the demonic or will you believe Jesus who is mighty to save you? And friend, uh, we're going to continue on with this um, in the next several broadcasts. Um, we've kind of barely scratched the surface of a lot of different stuff today. And we're going to dig into that, um, you know, digging more into who exactly is uh, the God of this world. What is the relationship there? What is this limited activity uh, that is going on in the world today? What does scripture have to say about that? Uh, what has it been like? What is it like? And uh, what's it going to be like in the future? And also um, uh, getting into some of the, the realities of, you know, how do people respond to evangelism um, if they are um, not going to respond in faith, if they're not going to respond uh, with saving faith and, and they go into accusation or they go into something else. Um, but, you know, what does that look like and how do we as the church respond uh, when that is going on? We're going to be looking at all this stuff um, in the future. And so I'd invite you to continue to listen to these messages. Again, if you missed the last two, please do go back and listen to those. Um, uh, this is a particularly critical series in the broadcast, and um, I, you know, and I pray that it continues to reach out to people. And thank you. Um, as I record this, we're still in 39 countries. Please do help us to get into country number 40. Amen and hallelujah. Um, but I uh, thank you so much for listening. Please do reach out to us. We want to hear from you, and we want to be praying for you, um, and we want to be a ministry to you in your walk with Jesus. Uh, redeeming the lost at iCloud.com. Uh, you can find more information about our church. We're a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle, King, North Carolina. GBTMinistries.com is that website. I'd invite you to go there and um, learn more about us. Um, again, uh, feel welcome to visit in person. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for listening. And may the Lord richly, richly bless you. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Amen.